I'll be reading Luke chapter 1, verse 39 to 45. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary meeting the baby, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting the baby, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of the Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who believed that the Lord would fulfil his promises to her. From verse 46. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Saviour. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Izzy and Biff. All right, this morning I have a special bag to help me go through this passage with us this morning, so stay tuned for that. Um, last week we had the enormous privilege of witnessing some of our teenagers get baptised and confirmed. It was a great occasion. Um, and we saw them declare their faith and commitment to Jesus, uh, to following him with their whole lives. And uh, it was such an encouragement to see God working in and through them uh, in the lives of our young people, wasn't it? Now, our passage today is focused on Mary, the mother of Jesus. And now, when we think of Mary, I think we often think of something like this picture. You know, a regal stained glass portrait of someone who looks appropriately uh, distant and holy and sort of apart from the rest of us plebs. But... Really, I think we should have a picture more like this. A young teenage girl, somewhere between 12 and 14 years old, who hasn't been a mum before and is just one of your average teenagers in a small town of Nazareth. This teenage girl wasn't chosen because she'd had all this babysitting experience um, or because she'd had a name for herself in this small town. She wasn't chosen because she deserved it or she worked for it. She was chosen because it was God who decided to work through this young person, completely dependent on him. And I hope that today we can be encouraged and inspired by the response of this teenager to be completely dependent on God, no matter how scary things are, and to trust him in all things and to praise God for his goodness to us. Let me pray that 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 would be um, what happens for us today. 
Loving God, you work in amazing ways through humble people. Open our eyes to see your work in this passage today and in our lives, that we might humbly trust in you and give you all the glory. Amen. Now, uh, to refresh our memories, last week we did look at the story where Gabriel comes to Mary and announces that she's going to have this baby, um, not, but not just any baby, the saviour of the world baby. So this is a big one. The king of kings baby. So no pressure for this little teenager. Uh, now, to, uh, to help us understand a little bit how important and exciting this announcement is, um, I have got our timeline that we use for Kids Church to, to help us. So if you know this, some of you will, uh, I want you to join in with me as I do the actions and talk through it. Ready? It goes like this. Creation, fall, flood over all. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Egypt, slavery, Moses. Joshua, conquest, judges. Kings, Divided kingdom, exiled to Assyria, exiled to Babylon, return under Persia. Shh, 400 years of silence. And then the birth of Jesus! Okay, so, thank you, thank you. Um, So all throughout the Old Testament stories, God promises there's going to be this Messiah, this saving king who comes. Okay, he promised Abraham that the whole world would be blessed through him. He promised David that a king would come from his family and who would rule forever. He promised the prophets that a saviour would come to save people from their sins. And since the last prophet in the Bible, they've been waiting 400 years for God to make sure on these promises. Israel has been waiting for this. Mary, teenage Mary, has been waiting for this. And so when Gabriel comes with this big announcement, this is it. The baby's coming and he's the one that's going to save everyone and be their forever king. And the whole world will be blessed through him. And what does Mary say right at the end of the passage we looked at last week? She says, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Isn't that response amazing? She humbly accepts her part in God's saving plan as scary as that is for a teenager and currently someone who's still unmarried in that culture, she faithfully commits to serving God in this way. Now, our part in God's saving plan is not going to be quite the same. There's only one baby who's born to save everyone. That was Jesus. Uh, But God does call us to faithfully obey him. So while we wait for Jesus to come back, because he's grown up now and in heaven like Floss was talking about with Alex, um, we are called to keep pointing other people back to this person, Jesus, son of the Most High. We're called to do that by what we say and how we act towards other people, no matter the cost on our friendships at school or work. And each year around this time, we're actually given like a free pass by society to talk about religious things, aren't we? What are you doing for Christmas? What's your favourite Christmas carol and why? I like, I've been blown away by all the nativity scenes that I'm still seeing in shopping centres and local community places. What a great opportunity we have in these last few weeks in the lead up to Christmas to actually talk about who Jesus is and what he, was, he came to do. 
So big question to maybe chat about over morning tea later is how are you going to use that opportunity? Who would you invite to a Christmas service maybe? Or um, what conversation starter would you use if you were going to chat to a friend about it? Okay. So after Gabriel visits Mary, what happens next? Uh, Tell me, those who have been pregnant before, what is the first thing you do when you find out you're pregnant? Tell the father. I mean, that's good, yes. Um, That's good. You, you, You do like an announcement, right? Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, I'll fix that later. You do a baby announcement. Okay, now I was doing uh, some research on, on pregnancy announcements and these were my top three in case any of you need any ideas. Uh, the first one uh, is a typical bun in the oven situation. Real cute, right? Uh, the next one is a bit extra if you've got like three and you know, there's a fourth coming. You've got the Star Wars vibe. And then uh, if, if, if you're having twins, the plot twist, that was a winner. Now, before you announce to the world on social media that you're going to have a baby, you, you tell the close friends and family first, right? Start with the husband, uh, go on to the next friend that you need to tell, whatever it is. Um, and the first person that Mary goes to to share this good news with is her cousin, Elizabeth. Um, the, so Elizabeth is the other person in this story who's also having a miracle baby because she was really old and couldn't have children. And God has blessed her with, uh, with a baby growing inside her, uh, John, who we know to later become John the Baptist. Now, uh, this does take a bit of time because Mary doesn't just get in her car and then drive 20 minutes to go and tell her cousin this good news. She walks like two or three days to get to her house uh, in a town in the hill country of Judea just to, you know, just to share this news. So she's got three days to think about how she's going to announce this. Three days to work out how she will communicate this news to Elizabeth, her cousin. And uh, she enters their home, says hello, and then... (laughs) Surprise! Baby John the Baptist steals Mary's thunder. So in verse 41, from there it says, When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfil his promises to her. Now, as soon as Mary arrives, the baby John inside Elizabeth's tummy still is described as leaping for joy. This is not just a normal everyday kick. This word is used to describe lambs leaping in the fields. This is a big leap, right? Uh, It's a big movement and it's basically John's first little prophecy in the womb. And then Elizabeth herself is filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesies to Mary with this joyful outburst. She uses the word blessed lots. So I want to go through what does blessed actually mean first. Now using the word blessed uh, can be like 
acknowledging that God has given something good to you. Uh, it can also sometimes mean that it's, um, it's asking God to give good things to you. And then also, uh, hang on, God has given something good to you, asking God to give good things to you, or sometimes it's God saying, I will give good things to you like a promise. Right? And so the things God gives might not be material things, but they are always going to be good for the person and good for his saving plan, the big picture. And so when Elizabeth calls Mary blessed for being chosen to carry the saviour of the world, this baby, this young teenage girl is going to be remembered for the great task that she's been given and more importantly, her faithful obedience to God. Elizabeth also calls the little baby, Jesus, blessed because she knows he is the one promised by God, the little baby growing inside her is the Lord, Son of the Most High, who will be a blessing to everyone who trusts him. And Elizabeth even calls herself blessed because Mary has come to visit her. And again, Mary herself at the end of this is, is commended for her faith in verse 45. She is blessed she believed this message from the Lord and she trusted that God would fulfil his promises. Now that is really quite significant coming from Elizabeth because um, you might remember her story. Um, When her husband first received this message from God that that she was going to have a baby when she was really old, he didn't believe it. So it's very different to Mary who did believe. Elizabeth now has a silent husband Now, maybe you think that's a blessing, uh, but here it's not because it's a sign of his lack of faith. So Mary is blessed. She received God's favour, his grace, and the result is blessing from God and others in her son, Jesus. You know, even now, years later, we look on Mary as one who was blessed by God, who was favoured by him, but we've got to remember why. She is called blessed because she believed God would fulfil his word. She was humble and obeyed God. Not because she was like an extra special person who deserved this. And we too are blessed because of the child that she carried, because of Jesus. Because everyone who trusts in Jesus is saved. That's what he was born to do. To grow up as fully God and fully human, to take our place and die on the cross, to take the punishment for all of our sin and to rise again to new life on the third day so that we might have new life with him forever too. Now he reigns forever, son of the most high, king of kings in heaven and is waiting for people, for more people to trust in him before he comes back. So our blessings right now are that we're forgiven, we're saved and we're part of God's forever family. And we get the promise of eternal life to look forward to as well. The Bible shows us that God does fulfil his promises, just like Mary believed he would. So we should keep on trusting that he will fulfil these promises too and that Jesus will come back to us. If you're not sure about this, I'd love to chat to you after the service and so would Alex and Nat or the person who brought you as well. We'd love to talk more about this. Now, what happens after this little bit? Uh, I do love the 
spontaneity of teenagers. And, uh, and this next moment is, is fantastic. Ready for it? Mary burst into song. <laughs> Got some real musical vibes going on here. Um, she burst into beautiful song because she's full of joy that God has looked on her with kindness. In verse 48, um, she glorifies God because God has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. God has been kind enough to look at Mary and bless her with a child, his child. She calls God her Lord, her Saviour, mighty one and holy. She knows her place before our great God and she knows she is undeserving of his grace. And she knows she is completely dependent on him. Yet God has decided to use this young person for his saving plan. He has done great things for her. And so now surely generations are going are to remember her and they will call her blessed and they do. But this is where we need to take our cue from Mary. Young Mary but wise Mary. She praises God, not herself. So we are never meant to worship Mary We are meant to worship the God who blessed her, the God who blesses us with Jesus, our Saviour. See, God doesn't just do great things for her, but for all who fear God throughout the generations. And you see that in the rest of her song from verse 50. The people who believed in God throughout history and they've seen God's mercy. Uh, God, with his mighty deeds, has delivered his people from Egypt. And he is also working to deliver his people from sin with the birth of his son. God, he scatters the proud, those who are so fiercely independent and arrogant, but they think that they don't need God to save them. And he humbles the powerful rulers and he lifts up the weak and humble. He fills the hungry with good things and the rich will go away empty. So these are not just descriptions of what God has done in the past throughout Israel's history. They're actually descriptions of some of the the great reversals. See what I did there? The great reversals that he will bring in his kingdom. Now, um, you know when you're playing Uno, the card game, and you're on the winning streak, and then some player next to you puts down their reverse, card and changes the game completely, comes back around to you, someone's already put like draw two, another draw two, now you're picking up like 16 cards and your game is lost. So frustrating, right? Okay. Um, It's like that but 10 times worse or better depending on which side, which team you're on, God's or your own. So those who look like they are on top of the world now with no need for God will be turned away from the gates of heaven empty-handed. But Those who come empty-handed knowing that they need a saviour and trusting in Jesus will be filled. Theirs will be the victory when Christ comes again. Now Mary's song ends with a reminder that God has helped his servant Israel because of his mercy, just like he said he would according to his promises. Mary's had this immense privilege of hearing and being directly part of God's saving plan She's heard that the son she now bears is going to be the promised king, the saviour who will rule forever and whose kingdom will never end. And she looks forward to 
the fulfillment of all that that will mean for her and for us. And I hope we do too. Because this time of year, we think not just of the first time that Jesus came into the world to save his people, but we think of his promise to come back to us, to return. So Mary had this great faith in God, and I hope we do too. Be encouraged that God works through lowly, humble people like teenagers, like children, like you and me, and that he can use us for his great plans. He has blessed us with the Saviour of the world, Jesus. He has given everyone who trusts in him the Holy Spirit that gives us even a hint of Mary's boldness to trust him. So how might the Holy Spirit be working through you this Christmas? How might he be using you? Now, if you know people, friends or family who have not yet been saved, I would encourage you to pray that God's blessing of salvation would be extended to them. Pray for an opportunity this Christmas to ask them about it, to have a chat about Jesus. You might like to invite a friend along to a Christmas service or to the Born is the King thing and start a conversation that way. Most of all, may we all find that joy like Mary has, the joy that makes us want to burst into song, praising God our Saviour, who is working even now to bring about the salvation of many according to his promises.